Good morning and welcome back. According to the world, the word of the cross, the gospel, is foolishness. From what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6-10, through 10, it seems that there is another charge that was being leveled against the gospel. It's childish. The charge would be that the gospel doesn't address real-world problems that adults have to face. And if the gospel has any benefit, it is only for the immature, not for the mature. Here is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6-9. through 9. Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. If the charge is that the gospel is childish, Paul responds by saying that he, along with other Christian teachers, do impart wisdom to the wise. In fact, the writer of Hebrews will command that all believers press on to maturity. He says this, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, and of instruction about washing, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. The writer of Hebrews is not dismissing those elementary doctrines. But he is saying that there comes a time in a believer's life when they should and inevitably will grow in their knowledge and understanding of God. Paul gets to the crux of the complaint at the end of verse 6. The problem is not that Paul is not imparting wisdom, but that the wisdom he does impart is contrary to the wisdom of the age and the rulers of the age. Those charging Paul with not imparting wisdom don't like the wisdom he's imparting, since to them it is foolishness. Paul then provides an eternal perspective on the rulers of the age who oppose the wisdom of God and promote their own worldly wisdom. Remember that the church of Corinth was guilty of breaking into factions around certain leaders within the church. This is not a criticism of those leaders, since they never sponsored the factions. Those named figureheads were being misrepresented for the sake of this Corinthian pursuit of worldly wisdom. Paul reminds his readers that the purveyors of worldly wisdom are doomed to pass away. In Psalm 146, verses 3-4, through four, the psalmist declares, Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day his plans perish. Given that we, as followers of Christ, have access to the riches of God's wisdom, which are eternal, it seems silly to put our trust in the plans of those whose plans perish when they die. Paul contrasts the wisdom of the age, which cannot come to know God and is destined to pass away, with the wisdom of the gospel. The wisdom of the gospel is secret and hidden to the rulers of this age, but it was decreed before the ages and imparted by men like Paul, called by God to proclaim the gospel. Paul is not talking about a mystery that man has to puzzle out in order to understand God. 
It is that it is hidden to those who put their confidence in the wisdom of the age and the rulers of this age. God decreed this wisdom beforehand, which means that it is eternal and unchangeable. This wisdom was revealed in the prophets, in the law, and in the apostles. And even more, it was revealed for our glory. Believers experience this glory now as they live confidently in the wisdom of God, but that glory will be put on full display at the coming of Jesus Christ. In Romans 9:22-24, Paul writes, What if God, desiring to show his wrath and make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared hand bef- which he has prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. Paul shows another contrast in verse eight. One could ask, "What have the rulers of this age done with their wisdom?" Paul answered, "They crucified the Lord of glory." The crucifixion of Christ was a joint operation between the Jewish religious leaders and the Roman authorities. Neither group was able to discern the truth about Christ, even though the religious leaders should have known what to expect in the coming Messiah since it had been revealed. Paul provides one final contrast in verses 9 and 10. In verse 9, he quotes the prophet Isaiah. What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man has imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. He is saying that even believers are unable to imagine in their own mind the glorious riches of God's grace and what he has prepared for them. The mind of man, apart from God's revelation and the work of his spirit, simply cannot apprehend or comprehend the mind of God. However, God has revealed himself to us through his Spirit. The Spirit reveals God through the Word, and the Spirit knows everything, even the very depths of God's knowledge. This doesn't mean that we have access to everything God knows, but he has not withheld anything we need for life and godliness. Given that we are teachers at a classical Christian school, It is hard not to think of Aslan explaining to the children the deep magic of Narnia. This corresponds with that deep wisdom of God, which he ordained before the ages, and he has made known to us through his word and spirit. This is what Aslan says to the children. It means that though the witch knew the deep magic, there is a magic deeper still which she did not know. Her knowledge goes back only to the dawn of time. But if she could have looked a little further back into the stillness and the darkness before time dawn, she would have read there a different incantation. She would have known that when a willing victim who has committed no treachery was killed in a traitor's stead, the table would crack and death itself would start working backwards. This is the foreordained knowledge and wisdom of God that he possessed before he created the world, and he has made it known to us. 
God has revealed to his people the deep magic. There is no reason to set it aside in favor of the wisdom of the age, which is destined to perish. I have good news this morning from Sandy. She's told me that her friend who is battling COVID, his name is John Strzok, was able to receive some blood plasma. We can pray that this will greatly assist in his recovery. Today, I also encourage you to finish this Friday Devo by listening to Holy, Holy, Holy on the GSB Morning Devotional Hymns page. Let's pray together. Father, we are grateful again that you have given us another day. Help us to recognize that each day is a gift from you. We want to pray today for John Strzok. We thank you that he was able to receive plasma And I pray that that would begin to work in him, that his breathing would get better, and that he would be restored to health very, very quickly. Pray for his friends and his family who certainly are anxious, wanting to see him. I pray that you would give them comfort. Father, as we close off this Friday, I thank you for the week. Thank you for your goodness and mercy shown to us in it. And as we listen to Holy, 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 help us to reflect on your glory and your majesty. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.